0: This is Lanny Popple, also known as the genius, full of glory and renown, on Ring the Bell Radio. Hello, everybody. J.D. here. And you are listening to Ring the Bell Radio.
1: <laughs> for the listeners at home, just J.D., just had a stroke.
0: No, I didn't just have a stroke. And th- for those of you that don't know, who just said those magnanimous words, that's Logan...
1: Ahoy, ahoy, my loving, adoring, amazing, fantastic, substantially good fans.
0: And now with that extremely long intro, we have no time left to do the show. But anyway, (laughs) and also the 2020 Rabbi Award winner, Rabbi Barris.
2: What's going on, gentlemen?
0: You tell us what's going on.
2: Oh well, nothing, you know, sitting here with my rabbi on my desk. I, I, I want to talk about this. Okay, what what does
1: what, what did you get this for? Like, who voted for you? Is this like a council of rabbis? who are like, oh yeah, just give this 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 young baris, you know, give him uh, an award. Was it something like that um, or, or
2: what? It was voted on by the people, and then the nominees were given to the uh, panel of rabbis who then carefully selected me as the rabbi award-winning rabbi.
1: When we say people, and... well, how, are we talking like the rock, like the millions and millions, or are we talking like the tens and tens?
0: Oh, no, I get the millions and millions.
1: Okay. The millions and the millions.
0: So yes. there was probably you going on your uh, tour of the country probably helped out with you getting the votes to win this. So, mm-hmm. no, yes, maybe. Okay, we'll let you think on that one. But, no, that was um, the
2: plan all that was the plan all along.
0: Oh, I knew there was a secret agenda there with the rabbi.
2: Oh, I see. <laughs> you know how you like, like
0: the what what is it they say the president has his book book of secrets while the rabbi has his secret agenda. You know,
1: rabbi so, has a laptop of secrets. <laughs> don't that, check oh, his don't check his history. Oh
0: boy.
2: Yeah, I don't Hey, like my this. my Anybody can look at my laptop anytime they want to. I got nothing to hide on that. I would know. make my eyes bleed. Um, <laughs> I mean, a, there, 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 you know, there might be a, a bootleg of Howard the Duck 2 on there, oh, but God. that's about it.
0: Jesus. So Please. I have to get this out of the way that if for our new listeners, if you've never listened to us before, and this happens to be the first time you're listening to our show, visit us. Ugh, man, I can't talk. Vis-a-vis-a. Vis-a-vis-a. <laughs> visit us at ringabellradio.com. Um, Logan always gets to me on this, that I can't always say this. I always have to ask for help. So I'm going to say nay, nay. I'm going to prove him wrong. Go for it. Go to our website, click or tap the big red button that says listen to our podcast and, and you, it will take you to every podcast episode that we have ever done. There I said it.
1: You were slipping um, up there, man, but you came back. It was good. It was I, I, good I lost coverage. my
2: script. I lost my yeah. script, yeah. but I, it, I you, do want to say back strong.
0: Yes, we came back strong. If, if you look, just real quick to the new listeners, if you do look at our library of shows, you'll notice we go all the way back to 2010, 2011, and all that stuff. So, all of the, those shows are not uploaded and available yet, but they will be. We keep adding some from the past here and there, but just stand fast. They'll be there. Anyway. Um they Facebook, are coming. They are coming. Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, you could find us on. Drop us a line there. Or if you want to email us, ringthebellradio at gmail.com. So here's something I wanted to bring up, gang. And uh, Logan will appreciate this uh, immensely. Uh So you have The th- Undertaker. Yes, I said The Undertaker. Yes. Oh? Stop it. <laughs> um, He's
1: legend. Who's
0: this, the this, this, this guy you talk about? This year is the 30th year, the 30th anniversary of the debut of The Undertaker. I really shouldn't say this year. I should say this year's Survivor Series. 30 years ago, The Undertaker debuted with Brother Love.
2: Now my mystery partner, led to the ring by his manager, Brother Love, weighing in at 320 pounds from Death Valley. I give you the Undertaker. (laughs) The Undertaker,
1: the
0: mystery partner is now revealed. I never heard of him. Oh, take a look.
2: Cow. Look at the size. Check out them drumsticks, baby. 320 pounds, looks to be 6'9, 6'10, in that neighborhood, lad.
0: Six 6'10? I don't know, it's hard to tell from here. Holy cow! And look at the look on the face. I don't, do you think it's his coffee? Doesn't look like he's having a good time. you think he'd steal the ball out of your team? So, we do know that The Undertaker is going to be at this year's installment of the Survivor Series. Um, it's going to be his official, I think he's what? He's officially addressing the audience. Yes, he that, is. Th- that this is, uh, um, even though there won't be an in-person audience, but... You all know what I mean.
1: It's irrelevant. We just need him to talk.
0: Yeah, he's he's going to be live. He's going to address the fans, whether they be in the Thunderdome. Well, I guess they're all from home. I wouldn't say in person or at home. Um, but my question is, do you think how do it comes down to attire? How do you think the taker's going to come out? Is he going to come out just dressed as Mark Calloway? Is he going to come out in the, the most recent rendition? Of the Undertaker that we saw from WrestleMania, do you think he's going to come down on as the badass Big Evil, or is he going to come out as the black with the black and gray on?
1: I personally think he's going to come out as Mark Calloway.
0: Mark Calloway.
1: Yeah, he's going to come as Mark Calloway because think about it. Like we know his situation, we know his run is ended. Yep. We know he's not going to come back to wrestling. You can't think about the Undertaker. How many? Interesting talks or, you know, that kind of stuff. Does the undertaker do old school one? None really, you know, badass, big evil was a good talker, but it was always about him being bad guy or, you know, what he's going to do. You can't really have those people address. Same thing with Ric Flair. Okay. When Ric Flair had his, uh, had his, uh, retirement show. Okay. They're going to stop the kayfabe. They're going to have him come out, address the crowd like, you know, maybe um, Edge did, you know, that kind of stuff. Talk about his career, talk about how he loves the fans, so on and so forth. And they're going to have these wrestlers come out and say goodbye to him. That's, that, that's what I'm guessing they're going to do. He's going to be there as Mark Calloway. You can't really make it work if he came out as the undertaker because you can't have big evil stand there and be like, I love you people in the crowd. You know, you made, you made my life worth coming to work every day. Big evil wouldn't say that. You know, American badass would be like, screw all you guys, you know, but, but again, does not work. You can't have the undertaker as old school undertaker be like, rest in. Peace, because that's what he would say. It, it has to be Mark Calloway well, that comes out.
0: Okay. Well, what about this? And mm-hmm. I, I, I really want to hear what Barris thinks about this one. Is now you know if we're sitting there watching it and we see him come out in the black and gray, you know, with the gray leggings, gray gloves, big gray tie, we would mark out to that in a minute because that is the Undertaker we know from when we were kids. Okay. But what if he makes his way to the ring, and then he takes off the trench coat, he takes off the the hat, the gloves, and then he's Mark Calloway?
1: I, I could see that happening just for, like, the intro, you know, just as the come down to the ring with the music kind of stuff, you know, and then, then be Mark Calloway. I could see that happening. But, like I said, I can't see him doing – a goodbye as The Undertaker. It's, it's got to be Mark Calloway. Um, but, yeah, I could probably see exactly that. They'll play the dong-dong music. He'll come down in his stuff, take his gear off, and then be like, I want to talk to you fans, not as The Undertaker, but as Mark Calloway, you know, blah, blah, blah kind of thing. But I can't see it working any other way if he doesn't do it like that. It just wouldn't work as The Undertaker giving it would be like an Undertaker promo and it wouldn't be what the fans want. The fans don't want an Undertaker promo. The fans want Mark Calloway to address them and tell them how his career was, how he felt about stuff, his goodbye message, you know, and we're always entwine Undertaker and Mark together because, you know, they're, they're the same person, but Mark is something totally different when he's talking than what you would get from the Undertaker. So it has to be, I think you're exactly on, on spot, JD. He's going to come down to the ring as Undertaker. And I'm pretty much, I'm, I'm hoping it's going to be, you know, purple and black Undertaker with big scarf. You know, I'm hoping it's going to be that Undertaker come down to the ring, disrobe and then be, you know, Mark Calloway after that and then get his goodbyes. Cause you know, they're going to do the goodbye thing. The same thing they did with, you know, with, uh, um, um, exactly, exactly. They're going to do the same thing with him. They're going to have these, these, these people come down and I bet you, it's going to be a sizable chunk of survivor series. That's going to be dedicated to it. And I bet you like in between matches, they'll splice like little things of the past of the undertakers matches or things like that. And then the end of it, last half an hour, half hour, is going to be just that goodbye message. Because let's be realistic. I'm not tuning in to Survivor Series to see any of the matches. I just, I do not care. I'm turning into Survivor Series to watch The Undertaker. That is it. And I'm guessing there's going to be a lot of fans out there that feel exactly the same way as me. So they're going to put it right at the end.
2: No, 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 and no. (laughs) (laughs) Come then. Note all of it. I have a better, better, way much better angle here. All right. So, uh oh, sit back, get your drink,
0: order a pizza.
2: Okay, do that. Here we go. Yep. Spaceship comes down from the ceiling. Oh my god. (laughs) Smoke. Oh my god. Spice. The whole bells and whistles. Out emerges. The two guys from Suburban Commando is a new tag team. I'm dumb. And I'm done. That's how Bearish. everybody knows Mark Bearish. Callaway. Barris. Yes, Barris. Really, Barris? It would work. It would get over in like ten seconds. They'd be no. New, no. It would win. It would win. This would be in the middle of the tag team championship match, and they win both titles and unify them.
1: I'm just. I'm trying to. I'm trying to burn my soul here, you know, from listening to this, <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. It,
2: no, oh, no, me. no. I don't know. And then they have the same audio voices that they had in the movie. You're oh, a dead
0: man, Ramsey. the <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> yeah. no one. No wonder you guys never talk, brother. That
1: would be great if they could show that clip, but they can't, because. You know, it's not owned by them. I think it's owned by
2: Fox, isn't it? I don't know. Yeah, no, but
0: all seriousness, Barris, what do you what do you think? What do you think? How do you, how do you think the 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 taker is going to address the audience here?
2: I mean, I mean, that was my seriousness, but okay, I'll move along. Oh. Um, <laughs> um,
0: he's ready to I like I throw know. something at you, Barris. Yeah, <laughs> throw you something. <laughs>
1: I'm ready to throw myself at him with, you know, while I'm on fire. Oh, we,
0: we don't want Dude, that better. now. Look um, over your monitor. Look over your monitor at, at Logan. Do you see? I've never seen – I've only seen this this look, this stare of death from him once before. If he shaking? Okay. Bad things that happened the last time I saw this look. I think it was yes, back in like 2004.
2: <laughs> yeah, but you know what? If it actually happened, he'd be happy. So it, it's okay. Yeah, but, he'd be um, happy. Yeah, it mark out for it. Um, I don't know about the whole coming down and you know taking the coat off and everything because he's already done that once. Like fold everything up in the middle of the the ring. Yeah, but that's I mean, already of the that match. That but I didn't say fold that.
0: This, this would be he, we we know he's done. But, this would just be a nostalgia thing.
2: Yeah, it would just be a nostalgia. I'm thing, saying like he, yeah, but it's it's already over. So if he comes down like how he wrote off at the end of Mania. To like that same alternate music and everything. So and I know I know you want the nostalgic thing, but I would I think do. the logical thing would be for him to come down just like he left Mania on the bike, dress regular clothes, and be Mark Galloway. That's how I feel. That and would actually know, be I,
0: okay. No, I yeah. could see Okay, that's that okay, I'm gonna say this right now. That would be as much as I want the other th- one to happen Hearing what Barris, what you just said, Barris, that would be the most, um, I don't want to say reasonable, but I, I see that out of anything, I see that's what's happening.
2: Yeah. I I understand what you guys want to see. I totally understand that.
1: I don't know what Barris said because I literally just blanked him out. Like, <laughs> you know, just totally He's and utterly blanked him out. Yeah, I'm. I'm just the the anger has ignited my my you know just oh my god.
0: And and you know you know what I think just happened there. Barris had another one of his, and I don't. And again, I don't mean to be ripping off Howard Stern. I think Barry just had another Bubba Booey moment. Um, (laughs) (laughs) come on, boss. (laughs) Hey hey, ball, I I think a spaceship is gonna come down, (laughs) and then he's gonna be dressed up like he was in Suburban Commando. Anyway, sorry. Sorry,
2: Barris.
0: <laughs> <No>, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Minsk. Logan is mad. Look yeah. at
2: him. Oh. Look at oh, him. He, he, he's not mad now, but if it would actually happen, I'd be worried. Because he'd be like, if Barris had something to do with it.
1: I—that's <laughs> uh, what, That's what I would do. If that happened, the first thing I would do is, I don't know, send some sort of nuclear device to your house. Yeah, you know, just, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <Okay>. I can't. <laughs> So,
0: what was your wh- – w- now, I remember sitting there watching the Survivor Series with Ted DiBiase. Everyone was going to wonder who's the mystery partner of the Million Dollar Team. Okay. Um were, were were you guys, like me, were you actually watching it 30 years ago?
2: No, I watched it on video.
0: You watched it on video? Okay, but still, yeah, at, you, you at knew the months. whole – But, but uh, what about you, Logan, real quick? Mm-hmm. I,
1: I actually, well, you remember with, with how pay-per-views and stuff were, you know, in England, I got to see it like a month after. Okay. Um, then it was actually released.
0: But, 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 uh, I mean, that, that's, that's not, but you guys, even though you didn't watch it that night, you still knew from watching wrestling, primetime wrestling and the whatever, you knew that there was a mystery partner. Who could it be? Um, yes. is it going to, you know, could it be, is it going to be a good guy turning bad or whatnot? So if you, the the match is happening, Ted DiBiase is in there without any further ado. I give you my mystery partner and you hear him say the undertaker. And then you see this guy walk out. What's the first thing that goes through your mind?
1: He is my new God.
0: Jeez. <laughs> yeah, Even no, it at eight was, years old.
1: Yeah. It was, it was, it was everything that I, 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 I wanted in a wrestler. It was just everything I wanted in a fantasy character. It's a huge guy with a big black jacket and this hat, and he just looks mean, and the way he walks and presents himself. And then he got into the ring, and, and and, you know, people are hitting him, and he's just like, no. You're like, oh, my God, this guy's invincible. He gets knocked down. He sits straight back. Oh, my God. Head explodes. It was everything I wanted in, like, a fantasy mascular kind of character,
0: but you, you know, also got to remember, the Taker didn't find his niche with that character yet. I no, mean, it he took still, it took a
1: good yeah. like three or four months before he became. I mean, if you watch that first match, you know it's very it's very wooden. And there I mean, were the elements
0: there of what yeah. he still used.
1: And the Undertaker was, uh, you know, he, he's he's been kind of a wooden fighter. That's his thing. He's You know, a big rock coming at you. He doesn't need to move too fast. He can take your blows. That was his whole thing. And it took a couple of months to work into that. Yeah. We saw hints and elements of Undertaker in that first match, but you know, at the same time, it was, it was just, it it was everything I wanted. This dark, you know, bad guy figure. And you know, when they turned him to more of a baby face, it worked. It just worked because he was never a baby face per se, you know, but you, or you were always, you were always rat, you know, chanting for him because he was such a cool character. It didn't matter how bad he was. It didn't matter if he, you know, took Stephanie McMahon and burnt her alive. He was still such a cool character. And that's, I think, one of the reasons why he lasted 30 years because yeah, he was able to reinvent himself a lot, but at the same time, He was still true to what he was. You know, that character really, the the core of it never changed. He was still that bad guy that you loved to cheer for. You know, and he still has been that for years. And that's why we love him so much. Sorry, I mean there were, there were
0: there was <laughs> I mean there were certain things to change from the first time you saw him. I mean, if you notice, look how fast he walked onto the ring and he did that for a couple of months. Then he really started to slow down the way he wrestled. Um he, sh- he had that no, oh, I don't sh- feel any pain, I don't show any emotion. Um but going back to that first match, if you remember, um I think you could you could tell he was nervous. I mean, looking mm-hmm. back at it now, you could see he was nervous, but do you remember that first, and Gorilla kind of gave it away, Gorilla Monsoon slipped up, when he picked up Coco Beware to give him the first ever tombstone, and you hear him go, oh, he just nailed him with a tombstone, and you hear Rod Roddy Piper go, huh, what, what did you say? And you hear Monsoon go, I think it was a tombstone. <laughs> you know, like you could just hear it like, uh-oh, they slipped up.
2: Yeah, okay, Coco, go for it. Coco's the kind of guy that'll just go for it. Oh! Oh, jeepers. Well, Coco did the right thing trying to use that speed and agility
0: that he has, but he got outsmarted. Outsmarted and outstruck. Look at this!
2: Oh, Hang on to him like a sack of... Just got nailed with a tombstone. What is it? I think it's a tombstone and it's over. It's over for that guy. It Cocoa. sure was a tombstone. Holy guacamole. Or did he write an epitaph for Coco?
0: But do you remember? Dude, he planted Coco. Mm-hmm. And I think, I mean, he didn't hurt him. But I think he jarred Coco around. And and the rumor and innuendo is, is when Mark got to the backstage, Co- and, you know, Mark was brand new to WWE. Coco was giving him an earful. And I think it was, I don't remember, some wrestler came up to him and went, just agree with him, say you were wrong, you'll never do it again because you're the new guy, Coco's the veteran, you're not going to win this argument. Even though you didn't hurt him, you did everything right. You know, but do you? But the uh, what I'm getting to is, do you remember seeing that first tombstone he gave Coco? I thought he killed the guy.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was devastating. You could see it went down hard. But that kind of helped with the legend because the first time you really saw that happen, it was with Coco Beware, a popular wrestler at the time. And then when you saw it hit the ground, just the sound it made on the, in the ring. You know, just that's the legend of it, man. It's like, dude, he broke his neck. He's dead.
0: If you look, and I think Barris and I actually discussed this before, that if you look, um, it it happens real quick because you're fixated on the wrestlers. But if you look at the crowd and some of the wrestlers on the apron, when he hits, you see, I think it was uh, Honky Tonk Man. You just see the look on his face go like, You know, yeah. like, Ooh, yep. like, oh my God. <laughs> like, just like a legitimate of the
2: reaction. Like, oh, yeah, man. it was a
0: genuine reaction.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I mean, but, it was, it's what just the legend of it. You know, it's, it's one of those moves that it just got better and better over time. I mean, when they modified it, uh, you know, in, in the later years past the attitude era where it was modified, so the head is, further up from the ground and you can blatantly see there's a good, like almost 10 inch gap between the head and his knees. So, you know, the person never hits the ground, but it didn't matter. The minute that person got picked up and put in that position, you're like, he's dead. He's dead. Undertaker's just killed him. Dead. Put him in a casket. He's done. Because it's such a, such an iconic move, you know? Uh, I know we talked a few episodes about, about how iconic moves nowadays are just part of regular routine. They're regular moves. Yeah. They're just regular yeah. moves now, but obviously, you know, the tombstone is one of those grandfathered moves that can't be used anymore apart from people like Kane and Undertaker. But still you just, you knew when that happened, you know, it was, if they were getting out of the tombstone, you knew it was going to be a really hard, you know, core match from now on. Cause most of the time Tombstone goes down, it's over and done with, you know. So, I mean, Stone, uh, Steve Austin, Tombstone, he gets up, the fight continues. You're like, you got to respect Austin. He's, uh, he's, you know, he's hardcore. You took a Tombstone and he got up. That's pretty cool. It, 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 it involved you more in the match with those things, but such an iconic move it really is I could go on for hours about it
0: do you guys do you want to hear something that I'm going to completely humiliate myself on go for it we love <laughs> that, that when yeah. when <laughs> that um when the taker turned over to the badass and big evil and all that uh he stopped doing the tombstone do you remember that hmm. He he like I mean Kane was still doing it but the taker wasn't doing a tombstone he was doing the last ride but power bomb.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. For the longest time, I remember sitting there and this was back when we were in college, Logan. So this mm-hmm. must've been during my drunken years um, <laughs> that I'd be sitting there watching wrestling a pay-per-view raw SmackDown or whatever, my college pad and being going, why the hell is it called the last ride? And then one day, and this was like for a while. And then one day it was going, Oh yeah, he's the Undertaker. The the last ride, duh. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, that's me being dumb.
1: Now, yeah, last ride is a cool move as well.
0: Well, no, it was the whole thing—not putting two and two. Is you know, when you go to a funeral, they always say on the way to the cemetery, it's the last ride.
1: Well, you know the funny like, thing—never computed. When I when I first saw the move and heard it. I mean, this is going back, you know, a long time ago now. I thought they called it the Last Rights, okay, oh, which also ma- also makes sense yeah. as well, you know. So for the longest time, I'm like, "Ah, oh, it's the Last Rights," you know, not realizing that it was the Last Ride.
0: Someone probably so, went, "Hey, Logan, it's not called the Last Rites. it's the Last Ride."
1: <laughs> yeah, that was a Muppet from Sesame Street that apparently did that. Ooh. <laughs> But yeah, it's funny, you know, there's slight like differences, you know, in stuff like that, that. I saw it, I heard it pronounced that way. You know, for the longest time when I was a kid, I didn't understand why Jake the Snake Roberts finishing move was a DDT. No idea, you know, and then I actually asked my dad one day and he's like, well, it's, you know, it's basically like a pesticide. You know, poison. it kind of gas that knocks people out. It's a poison. And I'm like, but what's that got to do with, oh, hold on a minute, snakes, poison, knock you out. Oh, okay, now I get it. And it clicked. So, you know, it took a little bit for the, uh, the 8, 10-year-old in me to kind of work that out, unfortunately.
0: See, but that's okay. I was like 22. <laughs> when I'm like, Black ride? <laughs> what, ride. <laughs> what? Okay, you know. your one's bad. Yeah, mine's bad. So, what what is your guys over the thirty years of Undertaker? What's your What's your? I mean, I know there's there's so many to count. There's probably you probably can't just pinpoint one. But do you have a favorite Undertaker moment? Yes. Oh, I know you do, Scott Logan. <laughs> Scott Scott Logan. Oh. Sorry, I slipped again.
1: <laughs> Slogan.
0: Slogan. Um, Logan. That's a good one. Um. I know you do. You probably have many. You could write a, uh, a, uh, a, a, you know, a, a seven series novel on just your favorite matches,
1: which will be um, released in 2022.
0: You know, 45 oh, cool. chapters each. Um, but, uh, yeah, what's your guys favorite undertaker moment? And you know what? For those of you listening, let us know. Drop us a line on Facebook, Twitter, any of our social medias.
2: Um, well, I have, I have two. You have two. I have two. So okay. I have, um, the first one would be King of the Ring 98 when he threw Mankind off the cage and I was there front row.
0: That was in Pittsburgh. That was here in, yeah. in town. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep. So that, yeah. Cause I'm looking up there and one of my friends are beside me and I look at him and I'm like, he's throwing them off there. And my friend's like, where the hell is he going to land? And I'm like, table. <laughs> he's like, yeah, right, bro. He's like, no, and he did it, and I was like, holy crap, he actually did that. There's, you know, and there's no wires, there's no padding, there's no, there, there's a table, followed by a steel gate, and so, yeah, that, that was just amazing. Yeah. Um, the other is when uh, Brock Lesnar pinned them at Mania. Hmm, that's an
1: odd one. Why yeah, did you think um, that?
2: Didn't see it coming. We're all sitting there. I mean, every mania, you're like, you know, there are certain people who are like, okay, he could beat him. He could, okay, he could beat him. It was believable. This might be it. And it was just when it finally happened, if you weren't ready for it. You always remember that.
0: And and, I, and rum- was- rumor has it Vince decided that like a couple of hours if not right before the match happened that you know what Brock's gonna win. So,
2: that's yeah, story. it's just it's just, you know, like I said, it's it's just a moment you weren't ready for. And Okay, I give you didn't that matter one. Who, didn't matter who was gonna be, you weren't gonna be ready for it. So you'll kind yeah. of always remember where and you were
1: when the streak was broken. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I get that. that. I
2: can see that. I can see that. Sur- why? Why? Surprisingly, yeah. surprisingly, not a smart ass knock on them. Like I've, you know, you know, with the spaceship and everything. But no, like, legitimately, like, you will remember where you were, who you were with, when that happened, and what other angles can you say that with hardly anymore?
0: Yeah, like there's cer- there's certain there's certain things of wrestling that you, you you're always going to remember the screwjob, like. When, yeah. when you're talking about wrestling somewhere and like, um, like, like, but there was a while ago, myself and my wife were listening to this podcast called Business Wars. And um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with it, but they were talking about WWE versus WCW. And it got to the point where they started talking about the Montreal Screwjob. Yeah. And, and I, you know, my wife and I are driving in the car. And I just go, ooh, the screw, the, the screw job, man, that was a big deal. And she's like, well, what are you talking about? And I'm going, well, listen to what they're going to have to say, and then maybe we'll actually watch the recaps and then watch the match. But that's one of them things like Brock beating Taker. You're always going to remember that's like history in wrestling. The mm-hmm. screw drop is history in wrestling. The Taker throwing – um uh, Foley off the top of the hell in the cell. I mean, th- there's those key points in history. You see where I'm going? Yeah, yeah. Yep. So, and there, there, there it is. Yeah, yeah, those, are
2: yeah. My, those, those are my two.
1: Well, yeah. I got my one is exactly the same as Barris. Um, Mankind off the top, hell in the cell, because it was again moment in history. You are never gonna forget it. It was just outrageous how how ridiculously it was just ridiculous. We loved it. It was crazy, and most respect for to to Mick Foley for that as well because oh, yeah, that was just amazing, amazing piece of um just amazing piece of stamina, athleticism. You name it, man. Mick Mick's got it. If that and was for, anyone
0: else, that that would have killed him. Oh yeah, if that was anyone else other than Mick, they'd been dead.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. And I mean, you gotta. <laughs> I mean, it's so it's so hard to, to 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 you know kind of describe Mick Foley, you know, because he is this. <laughs> let's face it, he's not a very built wrestler. Let's say, you know, he's, he's, he's a strong, chubby guy. He's not really huge, but my God, you could run him over with a tank, and he would still get up and fight you.
0: Let I mean, me. That's let me... how amazing he is. Let me tell you something, and then, and then I'll let you get to your other one, Logan, mm-hmm. that back in the late 90s, there was, and I think our, our guest last week, Ben, BC Steel even mentioned uh, this promotion, Steel City Wrestling. There was one um, uh, weekend where it was um, uh, Mick Foley came, but he was doing Cactus Jack but you know you for an extra uh, like 5 bucks he would give you an autograph but he would give you a, uh, an autograph uh, or a picture of Dude Love and he would sign it Cactus Jack but he was tag team champions and his partner was the Blue Meanie wow okay but anyway yeah i kind of want to skew there but anyway we were just you were just talking about how tough he is i actually got to meet him i shook his hand the muscles protruding from his hand it (laughs) it, it was like you were shaking like i went and gave him a handshake and you could just one it felt like there was muscles bulging but his hand felt like you were trying to shake a brick wow like that's strong dude god
1: i love mick foley he's such a cool wrestler such a great guy um my second one is you guys are gonna laugh right because i know we're gonna laugh it's in uh, (laughs) no thanks it's in no way um a good match. It's in no way, uh, you know, something that's going to be, like, history related. But for me, it was the coolest thing as, like, a 10, 11-year-old kid watching it. And I that was Undertaker versus Undertaker.
0: I like that one.
1: I loved it. To this oh, day. Fantastic. Yeah. To this day, when they both a, stood in the, yeah when they both stood at the ring with each other and they both stared each other down. The guy who played the second Undertaker, I've got who was it? He
0: ended up Hart. being one of the disciples. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Okay, he yeah. Yeah. he mimicked the Undertaker's movements in the ring, the way he technically moves, the way he took punches, the way he fell down. I mean, it was a perfect mimic of how Mark is in the ring. Like this guy did, went above and beyond to get the job done to make you think that he was another undertaker.
0: I thought uh, it was fantastic, especially oh, for l- that time. It was that yeah. was never seen before. Mm-hmm. Like fast forward when they tried to do the Kane versus Kane thing, it just didn't work. The crowd crucified it. No pun yeah. intended. Um, I, was but, wrong. Um, I was
2: wrong. It was Brian Lee. Brian, Brian Lee. Was, Lee.
0: Wasn't he yeah, ended up, didn't he like end that. up being one of the the, the DOA later, later yeah. down the road?
2: He might have been. I know he was in ECW before that okay. and Smoky Mountain.
0: Smoky Mountain, okay. But the, yeah. the thing was is, that, is ne- that has never been done before. And, you know, to see, you know, and, and it worked because D.B. was saying, oh, this is the real Undertaker. I'm the one that brought him. No way, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. But I like mm-hmm. that one. No, that was cool.
1: Yeah, I love it. To this day, I will put that on the network. and oh, yeah. And, and just watch it because – yeah, like I say, young version of me was always like, this is incredible. There are two undertakers in the ring. This is oh, like double dude, dude. everything I ever wanted in my life. You know, it, it was just a ama- mate. It was a great build up storyline. You know, the kayfabe was just amazing in it and the payoff was fantastic. It's not a great match. Okay. It's, it's not. I mean, it's, Undertaker versus Undertaker. Undertaker relies on that, as we said before, that, you know, I'm, I'm hard as rock kind of situation. Yeah. So, you know, getting two people slug it out like that, it wasn't a great match, but there was just something so special about it. Um, that, you know, it's, it's always burned inside of me of how much, you know, I just love watching it. It's just one of those things I can always dump in the background and be perfectly happy just to let it roll.
0: See, no, I got two situations uh, since we're doing two. Um, I've always enjoyed the under WrestleMania twenty when the Taker came back as the Dead Man. Okay, okay, because he was he was the badass. Remember, months months prior, he got buried alive. And, and you could just feel it. Everyone would just said, oh, when the taker comes back, is he going to come back as the undertaker, not the big evil? Okay. And then when he, when you, when the lights went down and you heard, you just heard Paul Bear's, Oh yes. You were like, oh, you knew this was going to be different. And then he walked out with the big, you know, the hat, the druids and all that stuff. So that was a good one. Mm-hmm. Um The other one, I can't remember offhand and I should have just looked it up. But see if you guys can help me remember which WrestleMania this was. Um, Do you remember? This is more of an entrance uh, where he, the smoke was going off. I want to say it was like WrestleMania. It was close to 30. I don't know. But where he, it was like he walked out of the ground and then you had all the silhouettes of the hands of like the demons trying to hold him down. You know what I'm talking about? Who was he fighting? I don't remember who he was fighting. Whoops, I just I just bumped into my microphone, sorry. <laughs> um B- Barris, do you know which one I'm talking about? No, I don't. It it <laughs> I'm gonna have to find it. You guys are gonna really think I'm nuts. But it's it's he wasn't wearing the hat, he was wearing the cloak. And I could just picture it now. He's walking out of the stage and then you see all these hands trying to pull him back down. It's like he's walking out of hell. Uh-huh. You know. But
1: I'm I, I have to, look that get one it to off. you
0: yeah, I'll get it to you guys. Um, but I actually do have another one. It's remember when then, uh, the Royal Rumble 94, um, he, it was Yokozuna casket match. He okay. lost. Mm-hmm. And as, uh, they're wheeling him back, you hear the casket start smoking and then up on the big screen. It's like, you could see inside the casket, the undertaker says his speech, Um, and then he rises out of the casket up into the air and Paul Bearer basically said, oh, we'll be back. You guys got to know that one.
2: Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: But I am going to look up that, that, um, and send it to you guys. The, uh, that undertaker entrance I'm thinking about. So I
1: will, I will wait. I will wait with baited hopes. Of your grand entrance that you speak <laughs> of. <laughs> yeah, well, it's going to be, it's going to be a fun, fun survivor series. Either way, it happens. I'm, I'm glad they're doing this for Mark. Um, yeah, he deserves it as much as, uh, you know, fans know. I love The Undertaker. He really does reserve, he really does deserve, um, a pay per view for himself. You know, just to honor him because he's oh, yeah, such a, a such an amazing wrestler. You you can't you can't really say anything much about anything more than that. Guy's phenomenal. He deserves his Survivor Series, and it's great that you know it's his 30th anniversary. And sad that we're not going to see him much after this. But you know, we we've all been you know we all knew the Undertaker was a one year once a year kind of match these days. So, you know, just having him back in any form would be great. I'd love him to have some sort of, you know, something to do with, with WWE on screen, but it just wouldn't fit with him being the undertaker, you know?
0: Oh, um, Logan, not, not to interrupt you. I found it. It was WrestleMania 29. And I just, uh, here, I sent it to you guys.
1: I just saw Barris sent me a spaceship.
0: <laughs> but it was before it was before the spaceship it was before the spaceship so i i, I mean, see you don't it, I have see to watch it. it now if you want to watch it now to get your reaction on it so the fans can hear the viewers can hear but right,
1: i'm going to uh, i'm going to i'm going to watch it i'm going to watch it
0: okay so this know, is I'm a live watching. viewing of uh, logan's watching the undertaker's entrance of wrestlemania 29 we're going to hear his reaction
1: all right let's have a look all right okay wrestlemania 29 Dong.
0: You got the link.
1: You're looking at the link I sent you. Uh, yeah, I'm watching it right now, dude. Dong. Oh, this was the outside event, wasn't it? I yeah, twenty nine. So. 29 was outside. Yeah. No, no, it wasn't. It was the Met Life.
2: It was in New York. It's New York yeah, City. The Met, yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> There's lots of smoke. I'm going to describe for our viewers the smoke. There's a hand in the smoke. There are lots of hands in the smoke. They are. All right. It is pretty cool, guys. you see what I'm talking about now? Yeah, it is pretty. It is pretty cool. Like, Undertaker is. He's like silhouetted. You can't see him. It's just a load of smoke and tons of people like their hands demons. coming at hell trying to drag him back down. And I mean, it's so cool how it's filmed because you can't actually see the Undertaker, it's just a silhouette.
0: Now now you see why. Like I'll always remember that when It's like he, he's walking out of hell. He's walking out of the neither world. You know, and then you have all these demons that's going, No, you know. Not As- there's a spaceship. <laughs>
1: Yeah, Barris gave us spaceship, and this is the quality <laughs> we're used to, and we anyway. get spaceship. Uh, very good. I mean, check it out. Post it on Facebook so our, our fans can yeah, we'll, look we'll at it. Yeah, we'll
0: post this one on Facebook yeah, right now. That, yeah. was,
1: that was good. I did enjoy oh, that. Well done.
0: No, no bloody spaceships oh. for you. What do you think? It says, like, Heaven's Gate coming to get you, Barris, or something?
2: Jeez. <laughs> no, it's Taker and his tag team partner coming back to the Survivor Series.
0: County hunters.
2: Uh, that, that oh, a couple pictures up
0: as much as we were enjoying this uh, conversation of the undertaker. There is something before we go. There is something. Barris. Yeah. We did get some feedback. I told you last week on, um, what you should wear instead of maximum. Oh, my,
2: my suit. Okay. Yeah. And
0: we'll, no, and yeah. it's not a suit. It's not a suit. I don't even know the Logan that I tell you this. No, I'm I've been on...
1: yeah, no, I've been waiting for you to okay. be on air and say it.
0: Okay. So the consensus was there's 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 two uh uh outfits you can wear. Okay. The shockmaster. Oh, please. I actually have a replica helmet. Or Bastion Booger. <laughs> hmm. My <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't I don't
2: have suits that look like either of them.
0: We'll we'll um, leave that one up to you. Or do we want to pick Logan? No, no, no. He has his choices. The fans spoke. But they I gave us recount. more than one choice. So, Barris, it's up to you which one you're going to dress recount. up as. You want to recap? He wants to, to recap. recap. <laughs> Lawsuit. Lawsuit. Lawsuit.
2: <laughs> Love it. I, no, I, 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 think, I think there's some names in there that voted that, you know might be not with us anymore. Oh, oh, no. <laughs> to, you know, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh, my God.
0: Uh, no, I'll have,
2: uh, let's, uh, let's say next week I'll make my decision. About next
0: that. week you're going to make your decision. Well, there's a time limit on here. It has to be before Christmas.
2: Well, well, next week is before Christmas.
0: Well, no, you said you would make your decision, and then you got to yeah. figure out when you're going to wear it.
2: Oh, well, I'll make my decision, and I'll debut it next week
0: so everybody thank you for joining us this week um as always like i said at the beginning of the show visit us at RingTheBellRadio.com. the you can see all of our past guests and past shows there click the big click or tap the big red button that says listen to the podcast find us on social media facebook twitter instagram youtube and hopefully scott logan i messed up again has it's another welcome. episode of Rewind coming soon this year. Yeah,
1: very soon. Unfortunately, okay. I've been, uh, I've been busy as, as many people know. My, my other job is I'm a voice narrator. Yes. I, uh, I narrate audiobooks and, and do voice acting and uh, I have been hammered swamped with, with doing novels, uh, mainly because of COVID and people being stuck at home. There's a lot of, Yep. A lot of requests for that kind of stuff, so hence why rewind has been put on the back burner. But we will get a couple of episodes out before, you know, before the end of next month. We will get you going.
0: Please let us know of what we talked about tonight: the Undertaker's thirtieth anniversary, especially at Survivor Series. Drop us a line. What do you think? What's your favorite match? What's your favorite Undertaker moment? How do you think the Undertaker is going to come back? Um. Yeah, and hopefully it's not in the spaceship. <sighs> It'll be a flying hearse. Uh, yeah, drop us on social media or ring the bell radio at gmail.com.
1: All I know so this, all I know this, before we leave, whatever The Undertaker comes back as, whatever he does for, you know, announce himself for Survivor Series, it's going to be the most erotic thing you've ever seen.
0: And on that note, I'm J.D. That's Logan over there.
1: Barry's over
0: there with his Howard the Duck comic again. Yo, buddy. And we'll see you next time. So long.